Big Podcast. It's the marketing podcast for podcasters. Build a big podcast, helping you create content that people care about, attract people to that content, make money with your podcast, and make your mother proud. I'm David Hooper. Bigpodcast.com is the website. This episode, the audio edition of my weekly newsletter, that is called Big Podcast Insider. You can find all the links to everything that I'm talking about at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Here's what's in this issue. 70 million copies, almost. 35,000 watts, the story of college radio. 10 podcasting lessons in 282 words. What Humpty Dumpty can teach us about storytelling. The Podcast Anti-Award. How do people listen to podcasts? Also some classified ads, things that will help you to make great content, attract people to that content, make more money, and make your parents proud. The things that this podcast is about. This episode of Build a Big Podcast is brought to you by Riverside.fm, a virtual studio that makes recording and editing at the highest quality possible, easy and accessible to everyone. You can do this. It is easier than ever. Studio quality recordings, lightning fast editing. You're going to look great if you're doing video. But more importantly, and this is an opinion, you're going to sound great. You know what breaks down videos on YouTube? Poor sound, man. Poor sound. You sound like you're in a cave. Not with Riverside. Throw a mic on there. You're going to be in the Riverside studio. Your guests are going to be in the Riverside studio. All they've got to do is plug in a USB mic. Then using AI tools, Riverside can make it sound even better. I'm talking about things like de-reverb, de-noise. I don't know how it works. It's like magic, but it's going to make you sound better. It's going to make your content stand out. It's going to help you cut through the noise of all the competition of every other podcast out there. It's going to make you easy to find too, thanks to instant transcriptions powered by AI with 99% accuracy. And as far as editing your audio, you can actually do that via the transcript. Edit with text. If you want to check it out, you can try it for free. Go to riverside.fm. They're going to give you a couple hours. You can kick the tires, look under the hood, see if it works for you. I think you're going to like it. And if you want to stick around, this is the discount code. Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's riverside.fm. Go get your free account right now. Try it out for a couple of hours. And if you want to stick around, the discount code, Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Hey, we're going to go from thing to thing to thing on this. Every single one of them about podcasting, growing your audience, getting more people to your podcast. In between those things, you're going to hear this sound. That's how you know we're done with one thing and on to the next thing. It just makes it a little bit easier to follow. Here's how it works. 70 million copies, almost. Before I get to that 70 million, I want to talk about something that happened the night before I put this newsletter out. I was ready to hit publish on this issue and I received an emergency alert on my phone. My phone is off, always. It's because I'm recording all the time and also because I don't want to be bothered. (laughs) If I wanted to talk on the phone, I wouldn't have gotten an iPhone. I would have gotten a flip phone. (laughs) My iPhone is for things like listening to podcasts, sometimes recording podcasts. But the emergency alert option was on and that came through even though the phone was off. And I'm thinking, what's going on? There was an emergency. It was three hours away from where I was. Horribly inefficient. Not everything is important. That's why I'm mentioning this. And I want you to consider that the next time you're editing your podcast, if something doesn't move an episode forward, even if it's good info, cut it. Let's talk about that 70 million copies. You know Michael Jackson's Thriller. It is the number one selling record of all time. Total sales, 100 million copies. 70 million of them in the United States. And when they were putting together this album, Thriller, there was a song on there called Carousel. If you have the original Thriller, 
the one that came out in 1982, what was it, 1982, 1983? Carousel was not there. It was pulled at the last minute. Carousel, by the way, is written by a guy named Michael Sambello. You may remember him from a song about that time, Maniac, 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 you know? Flash Dance, yeah, same guy. But he was the writer on this song, not the artist and the writer. Here's what songwriter Rod Temperman said about it. It said, Carousel, which is a great song, soulish song from Michael Sambello. It was beautiful, but lyrically, and at this point in time, it didn't seem that that was where the album was heading. It's a great song, but it didn't fit in the end, so it was removed. That kind of attention to detail is why Michael Jackson's Thriller has sold 70 million copies in the United States, 100 million copies total. A great song. And it was eventually re-released. I think it's the 25th anniversary edition. So Michael Cimbello, yeah, he did okay. <laughs> also, Maniac, Flashdance, one of the biggest selling soundtracks of all time. But can you imagine that? You work hard on something, it goes through the process of actually making it on the album. Let me explain how this works. Usually what happens is a songwriter writes a song, and maybe it's what we call a guitar vocal, just a demo. Just hit record, play the song into your recorder, guitar, vocal, that's it. No instrumentation other than that. Maybe it's a piano vocal. It gets to a producer, it gets to a publisher, it gets to a guy who pitches it. However many levels of decision makers, it finally makes it to the artist, finally makes it to the album producer. They decide to cut it. Cut it meaning recording it. And just to clarify that word, when I record myself, I call it tape. There's no tape involved. Cutting the recording process before tape, we used to cut acetate, meaning that you ended up with a record, not tape. So just like we use tape, when I talk about recording myself, I still say we cut the song even though we're not actually cutting anything. Anyway, side note there. But it has to go through a long process to actually get cut, as we say, get recorded. And then, just as the album is about to come out, it gets pulled. It got pulled, by the way, because a song called Human Nature was added. Became a big hit, great song. I like it better than Carousel. <laughs> I can see why they picked it. But regardless, you can imagine the frustration. People have put their blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. The writer, the guys who played on it, this thing was ready to go. And they had to make the decision, no. The album's not headed that way. It's going into a different direction. You have that with your podcast. There's a segment within your podcast episode. There's a story that just doesn't belong. I'm finding it in my book. It happens with all creative endeavors. I'm finishing up this new book right now, Podcast Launch Plan. You're going to love it. 15 months behind. <laughs> And I'm cutting out a lot and I'm adding a lot of good stuff because that's what this takes. That's what it takes to do great work. If you just want to show up, turn the recorder on, blah, 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 not edit yourself. Great. But don't expect anybody to listen to it. I'm looking at my tape right now. Tape. There it is again. 15 minutes and 10 seconds in. Big Podcast Supercomputer. Give me the time. This is the Big Podcast Supercomputer with a courtesy time check. We are 7 minutes and 40 seconds into the current episode. Approximately 50% of the raw tape has been removed. You can see how much I remove from these episodes. About 40-50% sometimes. And the reason I do that is because you deserve that same consideration. Your listeners deserve that same consideration. If there's something that's going on your tape that doesn't move the episode forward, remove it. Remove it. Learn from Michael Jackson. 
Not everybody does that. A lot of people use fillers, shovelware. Different industries call it different things. Regardless, it's not good in podcasting. More thoughts on this and a link to that song. Never heard it? It's good. It's good. You want to check it out. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, real quick, I want to talk about Big Podcast Amp. If you like this newsletter, you're going to love Big Podcast Amp. That's the audio monetization program. It's a personal coaching program. It's going to help you do three things. One, grow your podcast audience. Two, get people talking about your podcast. Three, help you make money with your podcast. I've got the details linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. 35,000 watts, the story of college radio. Let me talk about wattage real quick. Back in the day, and this is still the case. Well, let's go real back in the day. (laughs) There are some stations in the United States that are 400,000 watts. They are grandfathered in. There are some stations, and these are FM stations, by the way. They are 1 million watts. Those are from Mexico. They are called border blasters, and they are aimed at the United States. Wolfman Jack on a border blaster. That guy went everywhere. Hey, all right, everybody. Wolfman here. That changed the culture of the United States. We took a big signal, blew it everywhere. These days, 100,000 watts. That is the maximum for an FM signal in the United States. However, you still have a lot of impact with a smaller signal. 35,000 watts, the story of college radio. I've got a short trailer linked. It is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I want you to watch this and I want you to think about the feeling and the energy that these people describe. Listen to this clip. That's what college radio did for us. It didn't have to be a major city for uh, the crowd to really be there. College radio was huge for Love Tractor. I mean, we would not have gotten airplay. We still don't. College radio was thankfully the, the one thing that embraced us, but it was also the one thing that we wanted to be embraced by. I mean, how many careers were launched because of college radio? Because of, you know, a bunch of knuckleheads spinning records for no money. Without college radio, for sure, it would have been different. Yeah, we would have been doing Taco Bell commercials. Right. (laughs) That is powerful, man. You don't need a big antenna. You don't need the biggest podcast. You can do these things, meaning changing culture, getting people excited, all the things that college radio did back in the day with your podcast. This is what we have in podcasting now. I want you to go watch the trailer, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Think about that. Think about that with your podcast. You don't have to have the biggest, but you do need to bring the energy. That's what college radio did. You're going to get a lot out of this. If you really internalize this, this is going to change how you show up for your podcast. And because of that, how listeners receive it. So go check it out. 35,000 Watts, the story of college radio trailer. I don't know, four minutes. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. 10 podcasting lessons in 282 words. I released these a long time ago. I used to call them the Red Rules. I had a podcast called Red, R-E-D. It's about reaching an audience not just podcasting audience, but any kind of audience. You know, the reason I talk about podcasting, because <laughs> I'm a multimedia guy. I mentioned my book earlier. Got several of those. Used to do live events. I've done over 1,500 live events. So I'm agnostic on podcasting, although I do love podcasting. I've done radio for almost 20 years this run and had about 10 years before that. I started when I was a teenager. I've done radio for a long, long time. I've done podcasting for a long time since 2005. And I jumped in with my book, Big Podcast. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to stick around. 
rather than talk more about live events or talk more about books and spreading messages that way. Anyway, before that, I did have a podcast called Red. We talked about audience building in various ways, not just podcasting. And I had these rules for podcasters, but also for anybody releasing content. And speaking of rules, let me say this. There are no rules in podcasting, only best practices. That's what we say anyway. So I don't know that rules is actually the word that I want to use, but you will benefit from following them as if they are rules. Here's number one, fly your flag. Let listeners know who you are. Let them feel you. Authenticity, that's the glue of connection, but never tell people how authentic and transparent you are. Show, don't tell. These dudes that, well, I'm always authentic and I'm always transparent. And every single time you listen to their podcast, well, I'll be totally authentic with you and I want to be completely transparent. It's like a drinking game. All right, this is the eighth time this dude's talked about being authentic. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, we got it, we got it. If you have to tell people how authentic and transparent you are, you're not being authentic and transparent. Show, don't tell. It's like me looking at my watch. I don't need to say, let me check my Rolex. If I'm wearing a Rolex and I tilt my wrist to look at it, you're going to notice it. I don't need to tell you. Show, don't tell. Number two, play your game. You are in charge, you You do business your way because it's the only way for you to build something that has any credibility and substance. That is authenticity. Play your game, man. Podcasting is decentralized. You can do it any way you want to. I got these rules. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You don't have to do them. Not if they don't work for you, but you have to know them before you can break them. Number three, show up daily. Forward progress, even if it's slow, will get you where you want to go. This doesn't mean you have to release a daily podcast, but podcasting, I'm going to put that in quotes, doesn't end when you turn off your recorder and you walk away from your mic. This goes back to what I was saying earlier. Show up, man. Let them feel you. You want to be transparent and authentic? Show up. You can see how these rules are connected because this one also goes back to being transparent and authentic. You're not transparent and authentic if you're different on the mic than you are off the mic. This isn't to say you have to be as big or as bold as you are on the mic, but are you that same person? Something to think about. And look, I think we can exaggerate. I think we can embellish. I think we can turn the volume up, add some zeros. Like I'm saying, get on the mic, make it bigger, bolder. That's okay. But have that as an extension of who you really are. So number three, show up daily, be that person. Number four, failure is data. And I mean, all failure is data. There is value in knowing what doesn't work because it gives us hints about what does work. You are not failing if you're moving forward. If it doesn't work, good. You found out now. Move on. You didn't carry on the facade for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, thinking it was working when you were just fooled by randomness. If it doesn't work, great. That's you moving forward. Number five, value your work. Unless the work that you're doing is a hobby funded by something else, you need to be compensated for doing it. This compensation doesn't have to be money. I've heard people talking about the concept of time millionaire. Are you a millionaire? No, but I'm a time millionaire. It's a cool concept, right? You can do whatever you want. Wake up and the day is all yours. I love that. I think anybody's ever worked a job they didn't like, you can get behind that. Oh, man. Got to drive into work. Wish I could, but I got to work. If you can do what you want with your time, 
Maybe that's the benefit of your podcast work. You're not getting paid directly for that podcast, but because of that podcast, you're marketing your business and that makes selling what you do easier. Therefore, you've got more time. That's fine, but know the payment. Value your work. That's the rule. Number six, action trumps perfection. The only way to get great at podcasting is to get behind the mic and make podcasts. Your podcast doesn't have to be perfect to connect with people. I think about this with the work that I did mm, 20 years ago. I talked about my new book. I told a writer today, I said, man, I feel like I'm finally getting the hang of this. I go back and look at that first book, listen to some early podcasts, radio checks, radio. Listen to this first podcast, early air checks, radio. Like, ugh, awful, awful. It's a good thing that I didn't know it was so bad. <laughs> if I'd gotten into my perfectionism, it might not have ever come out. And it still helped people. I get messages all the time. People say, oh man, you know, I read that book 20 years ago. You are the reason that I moved to Nashville. I was driving through Nashville. I heard you on the radio. I love the stories you were telling, which is music business. That's what I talk about on the radio. I decided to jump in more fully. I just got my first cut. I hear things like that all the time. That's life-changing for some people. It's life-changing for me. I was able to make money. It was the stepping stone to what I'm doing now. And it was not perfect. So if you're into perfection, you know, I get it. I get it. 15 months behind on the new book project, part of that is perfectionism. By the way, I'm 29 minutes and 48 seconds in right now. Big Podcast Supercomputer, give it to me. This is the Big Podcast Supercomputer with a courtesy time check. We are 17 minutes and 49 seconds into the current episode. Approximately 40% of the raw tape has been removed. That's perfection kicking in. <laughs> It's also me respecting you. So I get all of this. But don't let this keep you from doing things and actually putting them out. Action trumps perfection. Number seven, audience comes first. Back to the edit. That's why I do that. Your podcast isn't about you, even if the podcast is named after you. The podcast is about your audience. You just think they're listening for you. You just think they're listening for your guests. No, they're listening for them. They're listening because it makes them feel good. They're listening because it teaches them how to do something. It inspires them to do something. They're listening because you make them feel that they are not alone, but it is all about them. Audience comes first. And that goes back to the very first thing that I talked about. Thriller by Michael Jackson, 70 million albums sold. That song had to come off for it to do that. It was diluting the other songs that were on the album. Which brings me to number eight, what I just mentioned. Always edit. Always. If something doesn't move an episode forward, edit it out. You are not that good on the mic and not that interesting. What I mean by that is not everything you speak into the mic is going to be worthy of the finished episode that your audience deserves. It's not, man. Sometimes you got to throw it away. Sometimes you can take it somewhere else. Expand on it a little bit later. Maybe it's a social media clip. Maybe it's a blog post. Who knows? You don't have to completely ditch it, but don't get attached to it, man. Dumping that kind of stuff on the audience, that's what makes them lose trust in you. Respect your audience and they will stick around. Number nine, get uncomfortable daily. How do you get better? Take chances. And if something doesn't work, lesson number four, failure is data. All failure is data. There's value in knowing what doesn't work. Get uncomfortable. Take chances. 
work from bullet points, do a live read, do a live stream. Bring in a new co-host, take chances. Sometimes you'll find out what doesn't work, but sometimes you'll find out what does work. Number 10, take full responsibility. You are in charge, not guests or editors who may affect the quality of the show. You take ownership of problems, then fix them. That doesn't mean it's your fault. It means it's your responsibility. If you want these rules in writing, I've got them linked. Also, Big Podcast Moses. (laughs) Got an image of him. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What Humpty Dumpty can teach us about storytelling. When it comes to storytelling, Star Wars is often referenced. I've referenced it myself. It's basically a hero's journey structure. And I think that's a great framework for most interview format podcasts. But it's always nice when we can simplify things. The hero's journey, I don't know, what, 10, 12 steps? Almost everybody knows the story of Humpty Dumpty. And if you don't, here we go. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. There are different variations of it. came from an English riddle. You probably never thought about it, but that's a complete story. And it's a framework that can also be used for your podcast. One, you set the stage and you spark curiosity. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. What's he doing? What kind of guy's name Humpty Dumpty? (laughs) Number two, build tension and engage empathy. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Okay, what kind of fall? We're curious. A fall from grace? A fall off the wall? Broke something? That's curiosity. That's tension. What happened? He's on the ground now. Is he okay? Number three, deliver a climax and resolve the tension. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Obviously, you're going to embellish a little bit more, make your stories a little bit more interesting. Go into the fall. Go into the wall. Build the thing up. And then at that very end, that climax, it's over. You're going to embellish on that a little bit too. But that's a basic framework that you can use. It's something you can use in any interview. You're building something up. Something happens. Everything's going great until it doesn't. And then what happened? A man starts a journey. He's got a nice wife, kids, money. Gets caught up in drugs, loses his job, makes a bad decision, blah, blah, blah. Something happened. And then what? Is that the lesson? Does it end there? Don't do these things? Put embellishments there, but that's that basic three-step process. Maybe you start all over again. Loses the wife, loses the kids, gets addicted, cleans himself up, the journey starts again. Wife comes back, kids come back. He does it all again, learning from the first time what not to do. And again, all failures data, What not to do can show you what to do. Then he fixes it. Second ending, much better than the first. That could be your story. It's an easy format for your episodes and your interviews. I've got more information linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. The Podcast (laughs) Anti-Award. This is the podcast humor section. You're gonna have to go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com to see this. Here's what it says. There's no glitzy gala for the Herculean effort that it takes to shove a podcast episode out into the universe. No trophies for editing out the ums, ahs, and awkward silences that would otherwise turn that killer interview into an auditory ambient. There's not even a participation ribbon for wrestling with a neighbor's lawnmower that's all... There's not even a participation ribbon for wrestling with a neighbor's lawnmower that always seems to reward a life the moment you hit record. This is what I have to say about awards. 
and this is in general, I'm not picking on anybody's award. Good for you. You got an award. Great. But who cares? Time and attention from listeners is far more valuable than any award. And I'm talking about Grammys, American Music Awards, Oscars, whatever, whatever. That's not to take away from the art. I was a member of the Recording Academy, that's the Grammy people, for years, 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 years. And they're the awards that you see on TV. They call them the big four, best album of the year, artist of the year, song of the year, whatever. That's great. I love the Academy because it's people like me that were in it, people that had that experience voting for our sisters and brothers in the industry. Great, great, great. In theory, we understand that business and that art And because we do have that understanding, that award means something. Fine. But when we talk about impact, and this is what everything that I do is about, it's about reaching out to the end user, the listener. Who's listening to you? It's great for me to go up and get a Grammy. Oh man, thank you to the Recording Academy. It's great to be acknowledged by my peers who are also doing it. That's great. But what I want to do with what I release, and I've talked about these guys writing me. Hey man, I was driving through town, heard you on the radio. Or I read your book and I moved to town because of you. Or I got into the music business because of you. Or I started a podcast because of you. That's what I want to do. That's worth more than any award to me. Just something to think about. Again, I've got a joke at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You can see it there. I'm not saying to not accept awards or be grateful that somebody acknowledged you. But let's get clear about what the real reward is for podcasters. It's not an award. It's people actually listening to you being helped by you, taking action because of what you're talking about. More thoughts, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How do people listen to podcasts? I've got a graph. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It is more than just about podcasts. It's about audio online. But it's important information to keep in mind as you promote your podcast. Spotify has a massive lead over all other options as far as listening to audio online. Does that translate to how your podcast is consumed? Probably not. Spotify is not built for podcast. And your podcast, maybe it's for people, I don't know, 30 and above, 40 and above. Those guys aren't on Spotify as much. I listen to Spotify, I would say, certainly hundreds of hours every year. Arguably, I don't know, maybe 100 hours a month. Spotify is playing a lot during my day. It is playing when I'm working out. So I'd say, you know, 100 hours at least. I'm not listening to podcasts on Spotify. You're going to see this graph at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Don't think that this is all podcasting, but if you've got a younger audience, I'm talking about 20-somethings, do not sleep on the opportunity that you have with Spotify. Again, that graph, it's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you've got thoughts on it, reach out to me, Mastodon, Threads, Blue Sky, all the links, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Classified ads for you. These are things that I think will help you to grow your podcast audience, make content that people care about, make your mother proud. Swell AI automates writing podcast summaries, articles, social posts, and more. Great episode notes help you get found through search engines. Swell AI manages multiple shows in one dashboards. You can build custom templates for each show. It connects with Google Drive, Dropbox, and Zoom. You can get started for free. I've got a link for you. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Need a podcast website? Yeah, you do. PodPage is used by over 25,000 podcasters. You can automatically create a beautiful, listener-friendly podcast site via your RSS feed. Plug in your RSS feed. PodPage is going to spit out a professional site for you. It is great. You're going to love it. It's the simplest way to create a podcast website. You can try it for free. 
I got a special link for you. It is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, when you're ready, here's how I can help you even more. If you want the shortcut to building a podcast that people care about, I've got a few things for you. Free, Big Podcast Daily. These are short daily emails to help you build an audience, attract clients, and make more money via podcasting. Also, the Podcast Growth Toolkit, that's available at bigpodcast.com. This is the Swiss Army knife of podcasting. Little utilities that'll help you to have more effective episode titles. I've got music and guest clearance forms. Just little things that are going to make your podcast creation process easier. I've got those linked at bigpodcast.com. If you've got a little bit of money, this is cheaper than you would think. Big Podcast Amp audio monetization program, personalized coaching for any podcasters to help you grow your podcast audience and build your authority, brand, and reputation. You heard me talk about it earlier. I've got everything linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. You want to subscribe and make sure you don't miss these episodes. I've got a great one coming up about co-hosting. How do you pick a good co-host? How do you make an agreement so your co-host doesn't end up mad at you? How do you divvy up the money that you're making with your co-host? We're going to talk about all these things and more. If you want to make sure that you do not miss it, this is the way to do that. You need to subscribe. It is free. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That's how to do it. I've got three links, one for iPhone, one for Android. I've got a button with the RSS feed. Pick how you want to get this podcast and I will get it to you. Again, it is free. There is no charge. You can unsubscribe at any time. And if you're thinking, subscribe, what does that mean? (laughs) The kids call it follow, but the URL is the same. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got you covered. You're going to make sure that you get all the episodes that I do, including that co-hosting episode. That is coming up very soon, and you will not miss it when you go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thanks for listening to Build a Big Podcast. Did you go there yet? Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Do it now before you forget, and I'll see you on the next episode.